what are you doing here? I'm undercover. Not under much. I'm dating a podcaster from the Buffy Gays podcast. Who podcasts the beach? Anyway, it's very nippy. So say my nips. You should go into the steam room instead. Ah, yes. Hot room. Sweaty fish guys. Well, it's been nice reading our bit with no romantic pressure, but I have to... Are you wearing a bra? This week... The Buffy gays get steamy as they recap season two, episode 20 of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Go fish. We'll share some behind the scenes trivia and do whatever it takes to win the state podcasting championship. We'll try to sketch a monster from a, an admittedly poor description and rate the episode on a scale of one to ten stakes. And we'll discuss the queer themes and gayest moment of the episode while we shed our skin and emerge as fish people. So grab a tranquilizer gun, your best speedo, and get ready to crack this episode like an egg with your Buffy Gaze. You know, the thing about dolphins. (laughs) Hello all, I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. And we're a couple of small town gays who love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Together, we'll examine each episode of this trailblazing series through the lens of our own queer experiences. We'll dive deep into the stacks to break down each episode, share some behind-the-scenes trivia at Scooby meetings, and explore queer themes as we stand against the forces of darkness. So whether you're a first-time watcher or you've been a fan since the old ones walked the earth, we invite you to join weekly patrols of the Sunnydale streets with your Buffy Buffy Gaze! Zach. Hey, Kyle. It's been so long. Been so long. Yes, uh, we are recording this episode a mere uh, few hours after recording mm. I Only Have Eyes for You because uh, we have, you know, some scheduling things to work out uh, that, you know, may have to do with this podcast. Who knows? Hmm. <laughs> so uh just in case i just wanted to let everyone know that just in case anyone sends us messages about i only have eyes for you or anything else in the week after it's released so uh we'll we'll get to those eventually uh thank you for sending if you do <laughs> all right zach let's go ahead and get started with this episode you got any trivia for us do let's let's do um i got a little bit so, Go Fish first aired on Tuesday, May 5th, 1998, and this episode was directed by David Semmel, who previously directed What's My Line Part 2 and Never Kill a Boy on the First Date. Good track record. Uh-huh. And for trivia, Wentworth Miller plays Gage Patronzi. Uh-huh. And uh, you may and have recognized. He's really fucking hot. Yeah, you may recognize him from his starring role in Prison Break, which was huge, like, oh, early two thousands. Uh, he was also in the CW series The Flash. He kind of looks like Victor Crumb to me. Yeah, it's mostly the shaved head. Right. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> um, and uh, he is a Britishman. Oh. You know, 
that makes so much sense to me. There's like a particular line delivery that even I think like, I know exactly what you're talking IMDb about. IMDb even specifically pointed out like you can really hear his accent. Is it this. when she's like trying to come on to him in the bronze? In no, okay, close. It's uh, when Angel attacks him. Uh huh. And what like kind of. You sort of actually, I feel like you can hear him. He sounds British when he's yelling to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like when he's finished the inflection with the way he said, he's like, is that the person who intact? What's his name? Like, which mm-hmm. has a very British inflection to it <laughs> oh, more yeah. than the accent. Um, so anyway, that's his first screen credit. Um, so this episode was actually supposed to originally take place before Angel loses his soul. Oh, so they kind of so much sense. cut him out of it a lot. Yeah. This is why he's just kind of in that one little bit. Huh. So and like there was supposed to be sold angel in this episode. Right. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. And uh, let's see a couple other things. Oh, uh, so Marty Noxon, you know, who. Oh, yes. Wrote this episode uh, said that it was kind of written to show. Marty Noxon didn't write this or, episode. Sorry. She was. She was one of the writers one at the, the time writers. this episode was written. Said that it was written to show how athletes um, use steroids and ruin their bodies. Yes. That's the like what underlying theme. Very, underlying. Very subtly, uh, well-craftedly. So, very important in. message for teens, the, especially yeah. the athletes who are watching this show. Anyway. <laughs> um and uh you this is the note that you said was incorrect that the nurse and the coach are the fifth and sixth members of yes did you get that from imdb yeah i mean it it is correct if you don't count grace yeah which i wouldn't because she died before the show's timeline however your note for last week said that she was the fourth yeah i know which is also from imdb actually so which is funny you imdb so but yeah i think i i say take that with a grain of salt i don't necessarily count her in it but Uh if you do count her in it they're actually the sixth and seventh yes that is correct and we did mention them last week but i'm gonna go ahead and rattle them off again we had Dr. Gregory in Teacher's Pet. Mm-hmm. We had Principal Flutie in The Pack. Mm-hmm. We had Jenny in Passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had... Miss M- Frank. I, I, yes, Miss Frank. I already forgot her name. We recorded the episode today. Miss Frank and I only had uh, Have Eyes for You. And then also Grace and I only have Eyes for You. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Grace Newman? Was that her name? Miss Newman? They only called her Grace. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, and the the way the IMDb thing said it about the other one was that Grace is technically the fourth one to die in the show, which is also not true. But she was the first one to die chronologically because, I mean, I guess if you think about it, I mean, I guess we're assuming she's dead. Anyway, sorry. I'm thinking about <laughs> Whatever. So, we know about seven faculty members at um, Sunnydale who have died and six of them died in the actual timeline of yes. the show. <laughs> That's the point that it took is. 10 minutes to get it to. It is. You. Yes. <laughs> not that, that not that long. <laughs> so anyway. We haven't even been recording for that. Long. That's me trivia. Nice. Uh, I don't think I have any like little firsts or anything. Uh-huh. Do you have any writerly things? Um, uh, well, I am going to say one. I'm going to be a little cheeky about a first. Uh, this is the first Xander episode where Xander isn't a giant dick, <laughs> in my opinion. Mm. I think calling this a Xander episode is a loose use I of that. I believe this to be a Xander episode. I mean, he is the most naked. <laughs> Certainly. 
so the writers of this episode were David Fury and Ellen Hampton. This is Ellen Hampton's only credit on the show. She and David Fury are married. Uh, I believe they are still married. David Fury went on to write some other episodes of the show, and it's kind of surprising some of the episodes that he's written, uh, given the uh, the quality of this episode. Um, <laughs> uh, what are you? I'm saying? just going to name one of them. He writes his next episode is Helpless in season three. Helpless. <laughs> so uh, very, very interesting to me that he wrote this and then that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Fear Ellen Hampton has like a few writing credits here and there. She wrote 10 episodes of some other show I've never heard of. And like some what was straight. What? What was it called? I've ne- I don't even, re- I don't remember. I would have cool. said the title, but I don't remember. Um, I literally just looked at it and I don't remember. <laughs> uh, and several like little one-off episodes of other series. And she's acted in a few things. She doesn't have tons of credits. David Fury, however, is also known for Lost and 24, both very mm. popular TV shows of the 2000s. Mm. And he also wrote sev- a lot of episodes on Angel and t- took over as uh, some kind of producer for Marty Noxon on that show. Yeah, there are a few directors who have done, like, Lost and 24. It's interesting how, like, the orbit of this show, like, kind of mm-hmm. touches and overlaps a lot of other ones. Yeah, and I feel like uh, there are, like, very similar vibes in those later shows to mm-hmm. Buffy, and I feel like there's some inspiration taken from it a little bit. Mm. Uh, yeah, and that's all I've got for the writers. So how about we get into our detailed episode discussions? Let's do it. We didn't do this on the last episode. How about you give our disclaimer? Oopsie. Are you sure? I think we did. I don't think so. I thought we did. I don't believe we did. Well, I'll figure it out eventually. All right, it's time to move on to the segment where we deep dive into the episode and share our thought arenos. Don't worry if you haven't seen the whole series, Thought Arenos' thoughts, by the way. Yeah, not not T-H-O-T Arenos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for the after show. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen the whole series, we won't spoil anything that happens beyond this episode, uh, just up to the end of this one. So we will only allude to things that happen beyond with the cheekiest of foreshadowing. Oh, yes. We start with our In Every Generation speech. I can't. I can't remember if we did that last episode or not, but there was, it's still there. I want to say there was not in either of these last two episodes a previously on Buffy. Uh, oh, yeah, exactly. So Which is interesting. Very. I mean, it, you don't really need that much background information because Angel's barely in either of them. So, Yeah, I mean, to me... The last one, w- it would have been nice for, though. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's odd to me that they didn't have it in the last one, but they've had it like every episode up to that one. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. It's very interesting. They, they're just starting to assume people have seen something. They're like, yeah, they get it. Like, they have a general idea of what's going on with Angel and Buffy at this point. Like, if <laughs> they, they don't, don't know by they now. They don't need to. Yeah, if they don't, like, they shouldn't be watching our show. <laughs> uh, so we're at the beach at night, and there's some kind of party going on. Uh, everyone but Buffy, uh, meaning the kids, and not Oz. Oz is also not in this episode. No Oz. <laughs> Uh, so Cordelia, Xander, and Willow are there. Xander's complaining about the location of this victory party. He says, it's really nippy out here at the beach at night, so say my nips. I wrote that this is like a really quintessential 90s party scene. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's like, there. I feel like there's implied drinking from uh-huh. like the like, general ruckus of it, right. but we don't see and it. And they're like 
dunking Jonathan's head in the cooler. Yeah, and it's just like, just in general, like... Or like an ice bucket. Kids in like clusters, just like walking around laughing and stuff. And like surfboards? But they're also wearing winter coats. That's true. And there's this one surfboard that has like a a half-naked man on it. It's like just like a guy with giant pecs. I missed that one. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So, well, and I mean, I think... From what I understand about California, I guess this makes sense. Yeah. Because, like, I know areas of California, it can be, like, in the, like, 70s and 80s at one point in the day, and then, like, in the, and like, then at 40s. Night, it gets a lot colder, kind of like a desert, like, cause, and yeah. lots of California so, is, like, very arid like that. I just, it's just interesting to me, the idea of, like, swimming, like, having weather where you could do something in the water, but then also wear a winter coat in the same days. It's probably, like, intriguing. 60 degrees in their shivering. It's just because Arkansas is either a million degrees or negative 50 degrees. In There's our, no in-between. In transitional periods, we can be, like, literally 20 degrees one day, 60 degrees two days later. Yeah. That is not an exaggeration. No. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's very it's interesting to see these people like partying at the beach at night. Although yeah, I do remember I've been to San Diego before, and we went mm. to the. Uh, I, it was for a flute convention. Oh. Yes, and I I went to the beach at night there, and it was pretty chilly, and it was during the summer, so mm. it makes mm. sense. So uh, Xander is talking about how he wouldn't call the the swim team a team. He'd call uh, the Yankees and. Uh, Abbott and Costello and the A, they're all real teams. I think it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it, that Cordy is also, of course, smashing this coat. Like, Oh, yeah. Up. She fucking she looks rocks so good. it. She she looks so good this whole episode. Oh, yeah. And uh, what else is new? <laughs> right. Um, Still modeling the Young Republican collection, but we won't, yes, exactly. we won't oh, hold that against she her. She is very Young Republican in parts of this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, Xander admits that he's jealous of the swim team because get, they're getting tons of praise and stuff for winning a meet or something recently. I don't... I, it's their victory party. <laughs> yeah. I'm just waiting for the part where he's complaining about... I think it's Dodd. Yes, we have more back hair phobia. I know, which again, I feel... <laughs> attacked because he's like dodd mcalvey has in- inherited the cool gene he but- said he was a freak with jicama breath which do people in california eat lots of jicama like I've, I've- i feel like that is a very niche exactly <laughs> thing to say like very specific uh-huh and uh he waxes his back hair Right, how how disgusting that he has hair on his back. And the worst part is what that he's not talking about it's disgusting that he has hair on his back. He's talking about him waxing his back. Like, well, out, but the implication... completely out of his control, he has back hair. Yeah. He, he like, takes care of it, and Xander's still making fun of it. Exactly, so. that's the thing. It's like... The, the mere fact that hair grows out of parts of your body and it's like, you, you're disgusting. Exactly. You Which is, control that. And it's so strange, especially in such a, like, a weird, annoying, binary, fucking patriarchal society that we're scared of fucking back hair and think it's gross. Like, I thought hair was supposed to be manly. Anyway. Be <laughs> manly. <laughs> it, it's... I don't have back hair, but my lovely boyfriend does. <laughs> yeah, I'm lovely with a hairy back. Yes. And uh, I've been attacked by this show thrice now. Exactly. Still love it. The but... first time was in uh, I, Robot Eugene. Mm-hmm. What was the second time? I can't remember. I do. Mm-hmm. Was it in Phases? 
It might have been in phases. Yeah, I think he says something about Larry having back hair. Uh-huh. And now and now we're doing it here. Will this show ever stop? <laughs> Don't attack I my mean, boyfriend. Wait, so like, but okay. <laughs> it's funny because um anybody out there, if you listen to Drag Her, which is uh, a podcast about drag race. If you listen recap, to us and Mono Agapian's podcast about drag race, you need to tell us. I require <laughs> you to. Well, it's just, so he's kind of like about, I think he seems like he's about the same age as me, like maybe a couple years younger. And like, it's funny because he talks a lot about how like culture in the nineties was just constantly telling you if you weren't like an Abercrombie and Fitch model, you're disgusting. And actually you can see it in this episode uh, later in the steam room. Mm -hmm. So like it's, he talks a lot about like, how and especially like gay culture it was all about like being skinny or being muscular and like being completely hairless yeah whatever and so yeah i mean there's definitely a lot of like things that that did to me (laughs) growing up Mm -hmm. yeah it fucking sucks and just like in general being like oh i'm growing i'm growing hair in these places do i have to take care of it like when i went we went to florida for vacation oh yeah and i was like i want to shave my back and you're like why and i was like because i want to like what if people can see me swimming and you're like what if they can and i was like i logically understand that but yes my damage won't allow me to kind of like it. how you are always very nice when you ask me to clean something and i'm like how dare you i'm not the laziest person <laughs> in the world which, yeah, you're like, you prefer me to just be like, clean it, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's that's your kink. what I'm used to. <laughs> yes, sure. I, I do it to get off. So anyway. <laughs> what a tangent. Oh, yes. It's such a long tangent about back hair. Cordelia thinks it's time the school excelled at something. Apparently, they're not very good at sports. You know, which makes sense because their students are dying all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. How and, do they have teams for anything? And which Willow mentions because she says, you're forgetting our high mortality rate. Right. And Xander's like, we're number one. And like, but other Some people other just take it like, yeah. Oh, gosh. It's so funny. <laughs> you know, I don't love this episode, but it does have many very funny moments. It reminded me. Okay. This is like a really straight reference. Okay. <laughs> but uh, How I Met Your Mother. Uh-huh. Ugh. There's like, oh, <laughs> there's a whole section in one of the shows where like, this is America. People will chant anything. And he just starts saying, shrimp, fried rice, shrimp, fried rice. Right. <laughs> and people just start chanting it with him. How that can a show with Allison Hannigan and Neil Patrick Harris be the straightest show on planet Earth? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we pan over uh, to Buffy. Who is... It was, I still enjoyed it back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's kind of like friends like you you learn later that it's annoying well i don't think it's quite well no yeah <laughs> exactly i don't think it's quite as problematic as friends but it's not unproblematic i don't oh think. yeah it, in like 10 years it'll be as problematic as friends mm. but friends will be more problematic so <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps getting exponentially more problematic yeah, but that's just how time works like we Thanks learn a new lot things. grandma and then eventually we'll roll around to a point where it's the least problematic thing in society's eyes so uh, we pan over to buffy who's <laughs> silently watching the ocean and we have to talk about other things because this episode is so bad uh, <laughs> and this guy comes up behind her we later learn his name is cameron he says beautiful isn't it and she says yeah it's just so eternal interesting comment from buffy i just want to say and i know we've already had too many tangents <laughs> 
this is like okay, a conventionally attractive man. I think he's very attractive. His face is so angular. It's true. Like the in like a he doesn't quite have J- James. So, so James Marsters has like really prominent cheekbones, but like there's other parts of his face that kind of like balance. But this it guy out. is more chin. And it looks, yeah, he's very chinny. He has some cheekbones. I see. He's kind of like the handsome Squidward a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> So he Especially says, with his nose thing later. Oh, yeah. He says, a true mother giving birth to new life oh and devouring the old. God. Adaptable, nurturing, constant, merciless. I just throw a high school boy waxing poetic about the ocean. He's so, Run. He, he's just like Owen. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Buffy, you've had an experience with this guy before. I mean... Yeah. She says, Owen's a lot better than him, but yeah. She says, I was going to go with big and wet. And I was like, oh, Buffy. <laughs> Dinky. He's speaking to my heart right now. Right now, that was really <laughs> funny. The big, she was referencing the big blue wet thing from up at Treasure Island. Oh, all Just, right. No, not real. That was a joke. Yes, I know. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody listening was like, oh. <gasps> Oh. The Muppet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, they're just excited you know what it is. Sailing for adventure on the big blue wet thing. <laughs> so Cameron mentions that they train here, they swim against the current, and Buffy says, that's how I feel all the time. And I was like, oh, Buffy. She's been so introspective mm. since, especially since Passion, but also since Innocence. And I just feel so bad for her all the time. She's just like always in her head and thinking about like thinking about her emotions and she feels so sad and stuff Mm. all the time. I just feel so bad for her. She asks him what he's going to do next now that he's won the state finals. And he's like, I'm going to hang with Buffy Summers and get to know her. And she tells him to pause that tape. And he's like, no pressure. I just like being around you. And we see that Buffy's kind of into it. And then they hear Jonathan cry for help. I can't tell if it's because I just know what's going to happen later. Uh huh. Or if it's because I just like, he really reminded me of the frat dude uh, from, from Reptile Boy. Reptile Boy. Oh, yes. what the fuck Who was, was like his, Scott? No, right. No, that wasn't I, his name. I'm not a, I'm not like the other guys. I'm a good one. Or oh, yeah. Like, and then which he's like, going to sacrifice her to a penis snake demon. Right. Which I was just like, no pressure. Run. Yeah. Like every time Buffy is, it is not, Owen was fine. But every, like every other guy besides Angel Buffy's been interested in has turned out to be like a giant dick bag. Right. Yep. And Too she bad. wasn't into Ben, who was really nice and like well, accepted rejection really as well. As far as we know. As far as we know, yes. We he did s- accept rejection really well. So uh, Jonathan cries for help. Someone's dunking him into a vat of ice water. I guess they're bobbing for apples or something. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> or and that's the beer cooler, Kyle. <gasps> the beer cooler. Yeah, sure. They're keeping the brewskis. The brewskis. <laughs> <laughs> they're chilling some uh, stouts. I just so their felt- dads have some uh, craft beers. Oh yeah, they definitely and definitely they, high but schoolers. They but they don't know how to drink stouts. High school boys are definitely known for their love of craft beer. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> in the nineties particularly. No, they just have rich dads who like craft beer. Just kidding. Craft beer didn't exist until two thousand nine. But. <laughs> <laughs> also just kidding about that so buffy saves the day she like hits the guy who's uh dunking jonathan dodd yes dodd which and is a name it is she makes fun of dodd's shark <laughs> tattoo and she's like did they run out of tweety bird oh, the sun a tattoo, a tattoo. <laughs> on your temple call back to the dark age <laughs> uh and cameron call tells- back to what's his name on tiktok oh yes uh god i can't remember we just watched one too 
Uh, we did. Uh, Cameron says that Dodd had it coming. Buffy offers Jonathan a towel, and he's like, I can handle this myself. I don't need your help. And Buffy he storms off. Buffy hurt Jonathan's off. penis. He did. He uh, literally asked for help. Yeah, that's true. He did. Uh, you know, I feel like this is... I wouldn't call this foreshadowing. I don't think they were thinking that far ahead, but I feel like this shows us a part of Jonathan's character that is very important. Mm. Uh, so he leaves... And Buffy says, see, it's fun to hang out with me. Uh, Dodd is saying that uh, Dodd is walking with some other guy and he's saying that Buffy gives him the creeps. And then he starts to kind of space out and starts to watch, watch the ocean. Dodd has some really high cheekbones. He does. And Gage, Gage is the hottest man in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) He smells something really stinky. And he's like, and then Dodd's gone. He's like, Dodd, Dodd. And then he's like, okay, whatever. And he just leaves. He doesn't really look for him after a second. Uh, We hear someone struggling, moaning, some ripping sounds. And then we see just some empty skin with a shark tattoo tattoo. (laughs) and we see a monster walk into a pipe and then we cut to the intro it took us so long to do that scene uh i'm not mad about it though this episode takes us four hours yeah even though we uh, even though it's go fish we just keep going on tangents exactly so we cut to willow complimenting her students I, yeah, I wrote um, making pie charts in Miss Rosenberg's class. On their pie charts. Do you think she's getting paid for this? No, she absolutely is not. There's no way. I just, like, there's so much illegal about this. Yeah, exactly. Like, she can't grade other students. She can't discipline other students. She isn't supposed to be left alone super in the supervision of other students. <laughs> it's so she uh, there she has anyway. It's we just, can't keep talking about it's this. It's just so it, ridiculous. It doesn't it just, make any sense. I just forgot. I mean, I remember it happening, but it's like she she keeps she's done it like every episode uh, almost since Passion. I guess in the past I just haven't really thought about she it. She was very going much. to do it in Passion before Jenny even died. But I just was like I roll. Well, well, okay. So, like, having a student, like, get other students started when the teacher is coming. Or uh, that, like, present. makes sense. Like, she's saying, I'm going to be running late. Could you, like, get everybody started? Yeah. Like, that one is not as wild as literally having Her a child. Teach the entire class. A and teenager also, teach the class. Also, yeah. that mean, this means that Willow is not in class. She's either, Exactly. She's either giving up a free period or... Or she's and is not there taking only, a class. And is there only one computer class? She was was prob- Jenny teaching one section all day? She was also probably in this computer class. <laughs> so these students, this person who was in these students' class is now teaching that class it, anyway. It just doesn't make sense on any level. It's so much. Anyway, uh, she notices that Gage is playing solitaire with naked ladies on the cards. And he mm-hmm. says, what's your point? And she just kind of ignores it. Snyder comes in. He complica- compliments Gage's work at yesterday's swim meet. And I guess that party was last night. Damn, partying late on a school night, guys. Mm. <clears throat> High schools are known for their sensible scheduling. Absolutely. So, so Snyder asks Willow if everything's in order, and she says, actually, and then he cuts her off with, great. Hmm. He mentions that they can't find any teachers this late in the term and asks if she will keep subbing. 
Which, first of all, there are always, like, right now there's a teacher shortage, yes. But there are always teachers looking for jobs. Like, there are always teachers who have just graduated. People, especially, like, in the spring, like, there are so many teachers who graduated, like, differently than the normal time. Who are looking for jobs. I just feel like I I could forgive it. Also, you can find a single adult who can get a background check to watch these children. I could forgive it, yeah, if there was just a sub in the class, even if the sub was, like, sleeping. Yeah, it would make sense for Willow to, like, take over and teach her peers because she, this is, like, a hobby of hers and that she knows a lot about and with like, an adult present. <laughs> we said we would stop. We We're did. still doing it. Uh, it's the former teacher in us. It we is. Can't stop. <laughs> it's just so absurd. It is. <laughs> uh, so he's he's like, good. You're a team player because she agrees to keep subbing. Uh, team players want everyone to pass. Uh, so he brings up Gage, and she's like, yeah, I was going to mention him. You know, besides the befa- behavior problem, he won't do homework. He doesn't show up for tests. And Snyder's like, why are you giving him an F? How dare you? That is that how you show your school spirit? Uh, and she's like, I'm just trying to grade fairly. And he's like, he's under more pressure than the other students. And I think we should cut him some slack. <laughs> and she's like, are you asking me to change his grade? Your dramatic readings of some of these. I love it. Yeah. I, I like to, I really, I really enjoy it. Thank you for <laughs> noticing. <laughs> and he says, no, I'm just suggesting you, uh, recheck your figures. And I think we'll find a grade more fitting to an athlete of Gage's stature. Perhaps something in a D. I love that. I really do like that. That was, and I was really like, like, yeah, I've, I mean, I, I bet Sn- uh, Snyder really wants Willow to give Gage a big D. I just like the, <laughs> I just like the joke of like comparing it to like fashion. Oh yeah. Like, you know, something in a size seven, uh-huh. something in a D. Which but, by the way, I think Gage also dresses really well in this episode. Yeah. But my note here is this would be more funny if it didn't 100% happen in the real world. Oh this, yes. This, an administrator like bullying were you ever someone who's supposed to be a teacher no but i never had really athletes in my class oh yeah so we were music teachers so i was in band and i was in band at a shitty school that wouldn't let athletes do band so yeah that's it was the same way at my school when i was in high school so Uh, i never had to worry about really having athletes mm -hmm. i mean i had seventh and eighth graders but they just they just have to not fail to be able to do athletics mm -hmm. so like anyway this though, I it one hundred percent did happen at my school. Uh huh. I know for a fact it did. And I also know like the discipline thing too. Like well, for a big chunk of the time, mm-hmm. the athletic director was what we call dean of students at our school. Yes. And the dean of students was in charge of discipline. And guess who never got disciplined when they actually did bad shit? Hmm. The athletes. Right. Because you can't give them suspension or they won't be able to play at the big game. Yeah, Snyder is uh, strange, strangely realistic in this episode. He's not even being cartoonishly a cartoonishly evil principal anymore. He's yeah, that just, is just being real. Something. I mean, I will say it wasn't the principal at my school. But <laughs> yeah, there are administrators that like mm-hmm. do shit like that. It's real. And you know, a big part of it is because that's what gets money for the school. But you know what? And Yeah. <laughs> Just one more thing I want to point out for some people, because I know this is wild for some people. Arkansas has school sports like during the school day. Yes. So they're taking up class time to do fucking sports. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. 
for a while for a very long time that that was like not yeah i just thought it was normal everywhere. and then other states people would come in for to teach from other states and be like why are they doing this non-credit class during the school day I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's a really good fucking question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, if you can't tell, I didn't like it. <laughs> right. So Willow is telling Cordelia and Xander about, in the hallway about what Snyder asked of her. Uh, Xander's like, some of us studied long and hard for our D's. Mm? Mm. Mm? Xander stays long and hard to get the D. <laughs> yes. Uh, Cordelia's like, well, certain people are entitled to special privileges because they're winners. And this is what I was talking about earlier when I said Cordelia is very <laughs> Republican in parts of this episode. Oh, yeah. And uh, Xander's like, what about all men are created equal? And she says, that was propaganda made by the ugly and less deserving. And he, uh, Xander's like, what about Lincoln? Disgusting mole, stupid hat. And then Willow says, actually, that was Jefferson. And she's like, kept slaves, remember? <laughs> and then I was like, that's very non-Republican of Cordelia because a, <laughs> well, a Republican would never think that was significant. Well, actually, I think it is because it's like dodging the issue with something that doesn't have anything to do with it. Perhaps. Which is but she's Republican. also acknowledging that keeping slaves True. is No, no, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For uh, sure. Uh, and Xander says, you know what's disgusting? That Buffy's not here to share my outrage about Team Perks. She's too busy being one of them. And this is like the one moment of this episode where I'm like, Xander, like you're you're like describing Buffy as like a piece of candy they get as a reward. I know it's so obnoxious. When he said that, I was like, fucking And, you know, turd. it's obviously because Xander wants her as his perk for being a hero. Mm-hmm. Or so, such a nice guy. Yeah, he's so nice. He didn't even sexually assault her when he had the <laughs> chance. So Speaking Cam- of which, she wears that coat again in this episode. <laughs> Cameron is talking to Buffy about dolphins in the o- ocean while he's driving her to school. And she is clearly very bored. Mm-hmm. He asks her if she's ever heard of Gertrude Ederly, who swam the English Channel for the first time as a woman. And she talked to the English Channel like I talked to the ocean. Buffy is so annoyed. <laughs> and she is like, I forgot how nice it was to talk or in, in my, my case, case listen, listen without any romantic pressure. And he says, I'm not about pressure again. Like he was saying earlier, he's not pressuring her. You can say it as much as you want, Cameron, but that doesn't make it true. He says he just wants her to be comfortable. And she says, I'm so comfy. I'm nodding off. And she starts to like be like, oh, I'm going to leave. He asks if she's wearing a bra. And she's like, what? Right. And he's like, I know you've been thinking about this since last night. And he locks the doors. Uh huh. Oh my god. That is incredibly creepy. Incredibly. And he says, Relax, I'm not going to hurt you. Top 10 things that you say before you're going to hurt someone. Mm hmm. That's like, not to sound racist, but. And then, of course, whatever comes after that is always racist. Yes. And even though I hate that this is happening, uh, I love what happens next, which is Buffy's like, oh, it's not me I'm worried about. And he says, you like it rough. And she's like, and she like hits him and then she shoves his head into the steering wheel. Oh, and yeah. He's like, bah, you broke my nose. Uh, I'm not that I like necessarily condone violence, but that was great. Absolutely. I condone violence in this case. <laughs> I condone violence as if a man is locking his I'm fucking just saying, car like, doors with the, you in there. I'm not saying, I'm just saying in general the concept of it. But yes. like, yeah, in self-defense, of course. I can, yeah, I condone this violence for sure. Yeah, he had it. Co- he had it coming. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, so Snyder sees, uh, uh, however, and he gestures Buffy to come out. She can't come out. He locked the doors, Snyder. <laughs> uh, so we cut to the nurse's <laughs> office. Buffy's explaining she wasn't the attacker. She was the attacked. And the nurse gives Cameron an ice pack who says, she led me on. And she's like, when did I leave, lead you on? And he's like, come on. I mean, look at the way she dresses. And I Which was like, she's wearing a tank top. This is like one of the, one. this is one of the like 50% of the time that Buffy is following dress code. It is one like of her the, straps are two fingers wide and everything. It's one of her most conservative <laughs> outfits actually. I and she's like, seen. what are you talking about? That's when the coach comes in. Not, okay. Not that even if she was wearing something very skimpy, it would be okay. Yes, it's, uh, yes, exactly. It's just that she could be like, wearing she could be nude and it wouldn't be okay. Uh, but she, this is it, one of her more conservative outfits. Yeah, so it's more ridiculous. Yes, exactly. And then yeah, but God, it's just so real. And this was like, what, like, and it's fucking how, twenty-five years ago. Jesus, it's like. But it's still like this in some places. Exactly. It's, which is so gross. Yes, very gross. The coach comes in and he uh, and he's like asking about how Cameron is doing, but Snyder is more concerned about whether Sni- uh, whether Cameron is going to be able to swim in the upcoming meet. Uh, the coach men- mentions, uh, well, yeah, he'll probably be fine. Uh, we really need him, especially considering Dodd da- da- is gone. 110%. Yes. Which I wrote, athletes don't understand percentages. (laughs) Right. But that's not possible, coach. Uh, but you know, it's just a saying. It's just semantics. We just hate athletes. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry if you're like an athletic. If you're an athlete, it's fine. I'm probably you're one of the good ones. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and Buffy's like, what? What happened to Dodd? (laughs) Right. And they're just like nothing. Yeah. Snyder's like, none of your business. Uh, you better hope that boy's nose heals before the meet this Friday. I feel like <laughs> I really like this lady that plays the nurse. Oh yeah, me too. I feel like she's her act- kind of southern. I know. I was like, is the nurse southern? Also, her acting though is really crunchy. But uh, like, it's fine. I like, I like her it. anyway. <laughs> I just think it's just really funny. Not well, not really crunch. That's too much. Cru- it, but a little, a little crunch it's is like uh, is endearing. It's a little bit like. Um, it's kind of like it's, it's like your friends like a in a play, lady. yeah, and they asked you to come watch it, you know, yeah, like in like it's kind of like, that's good. It's kind of like okay community theater, <laughs> yes. And I mean, I don't know, that's, I'm I can't. I hope this woman better not ever listen to this episode. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed watching her, but yeah, I, and I don't know why I'm critiquing it like I'm some big connoisseur of acting. No, but, but I like, under I understand it. it I feel like it's a little campy and yeah, like a little that like is that is great. Yes, unrefined exactly. in a way that it's, I really enjoy. It's camp in a way that is really fun. Yes, the coach tells Cameron to hit the steam room as soon as he's done here. And Which in an episode about boys who turn into fish monsters on a swim team. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, he tells the nurse to ca- take care of his boy, and she says, "I always do." Uh, the coach then tells Buffy that she should dress more appropriately from I just now wrote on. Screams into the void. She's wearing a black tank top. What are you talking about? This isn't a dance club. And then said. Cameron like, "Fuck you, bro." Yeah. Oh yeah, this isn't a dance club. Ugh. Uh, she doesn't even. She doesn't even dress this way in the Bronx. Well, usually. the thing is, she's a woman with Actually, a body. That's the problem. That's right. She has the audacity to obtain to uh, 
live with boobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, also, I think she was wearing the same tank top in the last episode at the bronze. The black one? Maybe? Yeah. I don't remember. She definitely was wearing a black tank top in the beginning of the last episode. All black tank top. Uh, and w- so when the... Yes. <laughs> All black tank top. Cameron looks really uh, smug and like snide when the coach says that. Mm. And then we cut to Buffy like ranting to the other Scoobies about Basically this. Basically about everything we just said. Yes. And she's like, well, not having a scratch on me hurts my case. <laughs> uh, but if no one's noticed, the swim team's been acting like real jerks. And everyone just kind of looks at her. She's like, anything new with you guys? And Giles says, thank you for taking an interest. And I was like, uh, you know, it's, I didn't really find this funny because I felt like they should be a little bit more concerned about this. Cause this is like a legitimate complaint that Buffy, mm. she was sexually assaulted basically. Right. Got in trouble for it. Like this sucks. And they're like, okay, Buffy enough about you. <laughs> Let's concentrate on the, well, they're not even doing anything yet. Well, they are research. They're like, they're talking about how, um, uh, was it how Dodd's remains were found at the oh, beach. Oh, that's so. right. Because this is where she finds out that Dodd died. Yeah. Because Giles knew and said that... See, okay, this was something else, too. I was, like, in that scene when I was rewatching the first time. Mm-hmm. I was like, does Snyder know about the chemicals? And then I was like, oh, he was hushing up because they know Dodd is dead. or Well, they think Dodd is dead. That is one very interesting dynamic in this episode because I Snyder, I believe, does not know about the chemicals at all. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he does. And if he did know, I don't think he would stand for it. Because mm-hmm. Snyder doesn't want monsters in his fucking school. Well, he didn't know about the monster part. Well, yeah, exactly. And if he knew about the monster part... He oh, because been... you're saying the coach knew about the monster part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I I genuinely believe that Snyder wouldn't let this happen if it's he knew really, they were going to turn into fish monsters. It is really funny to me too. Like, no, never mind. We got to stop talking about it. I was just like, <laughs> how like Snyder, who just doesn't like anyone and doesn't really give a shit, doesn't seem to give a shit about anything yeah, except right. maintaining order, is uh-huh. like so obsessed with winning this state swim championship. Well, he wants to look good to the council and yeah. stuff, like especially after last episode, which is so real. Yes, right. Because there's so much dumb shit that educators have to do besides just fucking educate children. Yes, Anyway, exactly. that's why I quit. Sorry about it, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're talking about Dodd. Buffy asks if it was a vampire, and uh, Giles uh, talks about how he was eviscerated to just skin and cartilage. Something ripped him open and ate out his insides. And Willow says, like an Oreo cookie. Oh, and before that, Xander made a reference. He said, uh, in other words, this was no boating accident. Oh, yes. Like Jaws. Yes. Which is actually <laughs> kind of a misquote. Uh, oh, what what is it? Well, is- this is not a boat accident. Uh, but I read this from IMDb. Apparently, like, the misquote, uh, this was no boating accident, got, like, really popular. Oh. So, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like one of those, like, uh, Luke, I am your father. Yeah, exactly. Which I don't, IMDb insinuated that it got popular because of this, but oh. it may have already been popular. I don't know. I'm well, s- I'm yeah. taking IMDb with a grain of salt, you know. But. Yeah, IMDb, like, well, you're on thin ice. <laughs> you can't even count the faculty that died. We are watching you. <laughs> I was like, Willow's one of those heathens who only eats the cream. 
Uh, maybe she just eats the cream and then the outsides. <laughs> Not Kyle telling everyone how to eat Oreos. Right. She says, except for without the chocolatey cookie goodness. Well, what, so what? How, uh, the way I eat an Oreo is I eat, I eat one of the cookies and then I eat the uh-huh. other cookie with the cream intact. What about you? I just dunk them in milk and just chomp. Mm-hmm. That's I, I I believe in that. If you eat just the cream, you are a monster. <laughs> so, uh, but you can live your own life, cream monster. Yes, yes, you can. Giles <laughs> Giles mentions that Snyder has asked all the faculty to keep quiet uh, to not upset the students about Dodd dying, which you know it's going to get around. And like, when was? I mean, these students learn about other students dying all the time and go to school the same day. Yeah, sometimes there's an extreme dead guy in the locker room. Cordelia found a headless teacher in a refrigerator and they continued going to school. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) uh, but it was mostly just to not upset the swim team so that their performance isn't affected. Mm. Uh, So they're like, they just don't question why certain ones of them aren't there. Yes. They're like, we're looking for a beastie that eats humans whole except for the skin. And that doesn't make any sense. And Xander's like, the skin's the best part. Yes, and Buffy's like, do you know any demons with high cholesterol? And Giles gives her like stank face. And she's like, tomorrow you're going to think no, back it, at that she and says, you're going to laugh. You're going to think about that later, mister, and you're going to laugh. That was really funny. It was. <laughs> then we cut to the steam room, oh, my it. favorite location. Steamy steam episode. room. And we have Cameron being all hot, steaming in the steam room. Mm. Also, his uh, not broken nose. We learned that it was not broken, actually, which mm. is so funny because he's like... It's just a you... severe sprain. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you broke my nose. Uh, so he's kind of... Uh, he's really, like, overplaying it because mm. we learned that... Well, they went in with nose. the makeup on it. It kind of yeah. looks broken. And he, so the reason I mentioned that was because I... <laughs> One feature on a man's face that I enjoy is a big nose. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, Cameron looks better now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kyle was DTF. So uh, I, I, when we were, what, what episode was it? Um, A couple episodes ago, I was like, oh, it was when I was talking about the security guard and killed by death. I was like, I'm the horny one. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle was like, I would fuck the shit out of this security guard. (laughs) Right? Exactly. I was like, oh, no, but I'm embracing it. Cameron is hot, especially with a big nose. (laughs) So uh, we see a camera. What? Oh, did you hit the microphone stand again? <laughs> I, I like flicked the entire microphone oh with my, my finger. Oh my god, Zachary, Kylery. Uh, we see a camera showing some. Uh, it's a point of view shot. Something's coming through the locker room toward the steam room, but then the coach comes in. He says, "Time to hit the shower." I you think thematically that's really cool too, because it's like yeah, this creepy thing, and then it's the yes, coach. Because you think it's going to be the fish monster, and then it's the but coach. it's the coach who is mm. the true villain. Oh yes. So we see Xander in the hallway. He's like, he's alone. He says, too much research. He is wearing the gigantic clothes. The baggiest clothes. clothes He's like wearing really big khakis and this really long sweater that covers up his hands. Comically large. Yes. Like his his khakis. (laughs) They're like at least 12 inches across. Oh, yes. Cameron bumps into him and he says, watch it. 
And Xander says, oh, forgive me your swim teamliness. And he taunts him about Buffy not liking him anymore. He says, I like your nose. Good look. I love it when you guys mess with her. And I agreed with Xander. I was like, I love it when like Larry did like mess with Xander and Buffy mm-hmm. like pushed him up against the soda machine. I love it when Buffy gets to beat the shit out of shitty guys. Kyle condones violence. I do. I condone violence against I gotta, shitty, awful I mean, men. I Yeah, actually, you know, I take it back what I said earlier. <laughs> violence. Fucking hit that guy in the face, especially if you're a woman who's had enough of his fucking shit. No, like, it is nice to see, like, it is very refreshing just to be, like, you know, like an asshole. Especially if you're on a TV show. I don't care. What? You think women are going to be encouraged to punch guys all the time? It would be nice. Yeah, I wouldn't even care. (laughs) I Punch me. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast has gone off the rails, people. Oh, yes. Uh, so um, Yeah, if Kyle ever grabs your ass or says something inappropriate to you, punch him. Which I will not do. Yeah, that's why he's he's not afraid to say that. The, exactly. I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> Cameron says, you're lucky I'm hungry. And Xander says, oh, the cafeteria is closed. Oh, you forgot to mention the, oh, forgive me, your swim, swim team leanness. No, I did not forget to mention that. <gasps> you said that? I said oh, mm-hmm. I was just distracted because you said good luck. Yes. Good luck. Um, Good luck. Yes. And Cameron says, not to me. And then he walks into the cafeteria, <laughs> it, which is completely empty. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's anything in there. I was like, I, yeah, I was like, what is he going to eat? <laughs> exactly. But he but smells the, something really bad. The uh, the entitlement, though, really did chat my <laughs> exactly. ass. When I, I remember why, like, part of the reason I hated this episode is just because, like... You wanted to break his nose. Yeah, just because like athletes just get fucking everything, and it's so annoying. Uh-huh. Uh, we cut to Xander at the soda machine uh, from way back in Halloween. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, orange grape? Grape orange? Which I just thought was really silly and goofy mm-hmm. and funny. I liked it. And he hears Cameron scream. And goes in, he goes into the cafeteria. The tables are tipped over. There's and not enough gum around. under those tables to be a real cafeteria. Oh yeah, there needs to be. They need to be covered in gum. <laughs> uh, if you've never, if you haven't been in a school since high school, like it is, if it, and maybe you forgot or whatever. There's gum up under every table, every desk, every fucking chair. Yeah. Like you think that teenagers chewing gum is like a weird stereotype? No, it's real. Also, schools haven't changed desks in 20 years and that gum is rock hard. Oh yeah. I've <laughs> like uh the the school that I worked at, you know, I taught band and we had a cafetorium. Uh-huh. So, like a, a cafeteria, cafeteria with a stage with in this, it. Uh-huh. And so we would have to put, we had these round lunch tables and we'd have to roll them away to like do our concerts and stuff. Uh-huh. And there were, I was just like, there would just be this constellation of gum. Mm-hmm. You really, you really have to play uh, uh minesweeper with your fingers. Yeah, that's <laughs> so true. Uh, so Xander finds Cameron's skin eviscerated. Steamy. In, yes. Oh, very steamy for some reason. Well, I mean, skin oh. is hot, warm. Oh, and you know what's turning them into fish monsters? As Xander turns around and he sees a fish monster. Bah! And then we cut to break. Maybe it's just really cold in the cafeteria. I guess so. Maybe. Uh, when we come back, we see Cordelia sketching a fish monster <laughs> like really well. Yeah, Cordelia many... can draw. It was Angelus can draw. Cordelia can draw. I'm sure we've. Oh, the. Giles cannot draw. Giles cannot draw. We Have learn we later. S- oh, we. A little tid, a little spoiler tidbit. Giles cannot draw. <laughs> um, who has anyone else drawn uh, yet? 
Uh, well, Cordelia and Jealous. I don't remember. Cordelia and Angelus are really good drawers. So, but Xander is making, uh, complaining about it. He's like, not like that. His mouth was downward like this. And he does like a fish frown thing. <laughs> <laughs> a fish frown thing. And uh, Giles is like, that's what you saw. And, and Xander says, pretty much. Well, it was dark and he went through the window so quick and I was shocked. And Cordelia's like, say it, you ran like a woman. And he says, if, <laughs> if you, you saw this, thing. you would run like a woman too. Because <laughs> so Cordelia's a woman. Uh, thank you. A young woman. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I know you need reminders, Zach. <laughs> Buffy and Willow come in. Uh, they mention how Cam and Dodd, Cameron and Dodd were the top two swimmers. And so Buffy thinks that Gage, who's the third best swimmer, is going to be next. Cordelia says, this is so sad. We're never going to win the state championship. <laughs> I think I've lost all will to cheerlead. <laughs> and then Xander says, raise your hand if you feel her pain. <laughs> Very fun. Also, like a reference to Cordelia being a cheerleader. Uh, she did it in the beginning of this episode, too. Like, for the first time since some assembly required, mm-hmm. I think. Like, Cordelia hasn't been cheerleading at all. Yeah, well, not on camera. Yeah, that we know of. So, um, uh, Giles is like, this would suggest someone's out for revenge. Uh, and uh, and uh, <laughs> Buffy says, maybe the person who brought forth this sea monster from whence it came <laughs> uh, to exact that That revenge. was so funny. And she's like, I've been hanging out with you too much. Yes, I love it. And Xander's like, who besides m- who wouldn't hate the swim team that much besides me? Well, he says that after they all kind of look because there's a beat, and then they all yes. like, kind of look at him. <laughs> it's very funny. And then Willow's like, oh, she raises she her raises hand. hand. <laughs> it's so funny. And Buffy's like, Willow. <laughs> and uh, Willow's like, Jonathan was bullied by Dodd, and he said, and Buffy's like, yeah, he said he could take care of things himself. Uh, so Buffy suggests Willow question Jonathan, and she says, "I'll crack him like an egg." <laughs> it was so funny. I, I well, love it. She goes at first. She's like, "Me? I'll crack him like an egg." Yes. <laughs> and Buffy, uh, Buffy's like, "I'll watch over Gage." And Xander's like, "What can I do?" Cordelia says, "Go to the parking lot and practice running like a man." <laughs> and he like kind of does this thing where he like covers his chest, which is really funny. Yes, very. I love it. Uh, then we see Buffy discreetly watching Gage yes, playing a very Game Boy, discreet. an original Game he's Boy. He's playing a Game Boy without moving his thumbs somehow. Uh, maybe he's watching a cutscene. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's watching <laughs> a cutscene on the OG Game Boy. Uh, yes, that's what's happening. Imagine if they had, uh, for the Game Boy Advance, they had these little cartridges that had episodes of TV shows on them. Oh. Uh, I was like, imagine if they had those in the 90s for the regular Game like Boys. Like hit clips, but with the TV show. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Hmm. I had one for Jimmy Neutron, I think. Nice. <laughs> uh, so... He seems to notice her watching him. And then we see Willow questioning Jonathan in the computer lab. And he's like, you tried out for the swim team twice. You didn't make it. You resented it, didn't you? You resented being pushed around. You wanted revenge, didn't you? What is this shirt she's wearing? Didn't you? I don't remember what she's wearing. It's got like all these little circles on it that have like, some of them have faces. One of them is like a pool ball. Like they're very interesting. Mm. It it was like, uh, like. It's just a very complex shirt. Willow's fashion is very eclectic. Mm. Uh, He says, yeah, okay, I did want revenge. She (laughs) says, so you delved into the black arts and conjured up a hell beast from the ocean's depths to wreak your vengeance. (laughs) Didn't you? And he says, no, I snuck in yesterday and peed in the pool. And she says, oh, 
Ew. <laughs> I thought it was very interesting that Willow accused Jonathan mm-hmm. of dabbling in the black arts. And especially conjuring up hell beasts. That's interesting uh-huh. for sure. And I'm going to drop that for now. Uh, so Trump. then we see Snyder and the coach uh, walking through the hallway. The coach is like, how can I ask them to swim? Snyder says, I don't know, two finer boys than Cameron and the other the one. Other one. <laughs> <laughs> but they'd want their team to win. He is and like obsessed with this. He is. Uh, again, like he's kind of like fallen out of sorts a little bit with the council since last episode. So he needs like some stuff to propel him forward in their mm-hmm. eyes. Maybe he got in trouble for having uh, vampires attack the... Uh, parent teacher conference that was too long ago he killed one of the teachers he got in trouble for saying a bunch of snakes came in through the sewer and that it happened in san diego which is easily Mm. like people can just look up a newspaper Mm. i guess people didn't know how to use the internet back then Mm. so um the coach is like i don't have a team right now uh we need to have someone else by this afternoon's tryouts uh, Snyder assures him we'll find one. All he has to do is wear a bathing suit, right? And Xander, sitting alone, doing nothing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have anything in his hands. He's just, like, looking down at the table. But he's there, conveniently, <laughs> to hear this conversation. <laughs> and he turns around. He's like, oh. It's like one of these parts of the episode that's, like, as unhinged as this discussion. Yes, exactly. We're doing it on purpose to mirror the episode. <laughs> I, I, yes. Uh, uh, we're being very, we're being method. Mm-hmm. A uh, very meta here. <laughs> uh, we see Buffy watching Gage play pool at I the call bronze. This Buffy badly surveils Gage. Yeah, Buffy's really bad at being under. She's just like staring at him. One I just foot have away to mention him. again, Gage is so hot. Anyway, <laughs> you should watch Prison Break. I I have to. Uh, so she like tries to hide behind a pole and he obviously (laughs) sees her and he's like this me and my shadow act is getting old what do you want from me and she says i am a swim groupie this is where she's wearing the sexy xander coat the oh yeah the one where she it looks oh the trench coat or the yeah the 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 black silky raincoat thing Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure it's the same one huh interesting she says uh there's something about the smell of chlorine she's wearing stuff under it this time Oh, baby. <laughs> and he's like, okay, whatever. And he starts to leave. Uh, he's so hot. <laughs> uh, so she's like, okay, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, there's something like uh, killing people. Seems like you're next. And he's like, why? Oh, I forgot to mention when she was sitting at the bar, she was sitting next to a cake dome that was full of animal crackers. Yes, I saw that. Uh, what? Wh- no, I, I was I was about to say flashback. Full of boxes oh, of animal crackers. It is a flashback. It's a flashback to What's My Line Part 2. Animal mm, crackers. Right. Uh, monkeys, uh, French coup, something I laugh like that. at you with my monkey pants. Yes. <laughs> um, so she's talking about Where's how... my hippo dignity? <laughs> yes. How this guy has... How this thing has already killed some people. He's next. He says, you are one twisted sister. Cam told me about, Cameron told me about your games. Find someone else to harass. Well, it's like, again, I'm just like, where does he think the missing people are? It's just weird to me that like, he's just like, yeah, sure. Two of my teammates are missing. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Also, like, we'll get into it in a second. So he, he's walking out. He says, psycho bitch and angelus shows up he says gotta be talking about buffy we had this thing once biggest mistake of my life she's a real head tripper uh gage says girl acts like she's god's gift or something angelus says who is she the chosen one (laughs) gage says exactly she needs someone to knock her down off her notches 
Uh, oh no, sorry. That's Angelus says that, and then Gage says, "Anyone in mind?" And Angelus says, "I'm recruiting." And Gage is looking around for him, and then he shows up behind him, and he bites him. And then this is what I wanted to mention a second ago. Gage calls for Buffy's help, mm-hmm. like he knows that Buffy is like strong enough to like attack this guy who's biting him for some reason. But he also is like, she's weird and psycho and creepy and playing games with Cameron. Like what's, which, well, it all went out the window when he was getting eaten. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And now he, he's like, okay, like I need Buffy's help. Very interesting that he like realizes that Buffy can help in this instance Mm. and Buffy being so open about the supernatural stuff with him. Mm hmm. Uh, Angel spits out his blood as Buffy's coming out. Yeah, I call this Angel spits instead of swallows. Yeah, so like, yeah, he spits. And I noticed too, like, she's not really moving very. Like, she hears a scuffle and she's kind of yeah, looks she up. She like comes out and she's like, "What's going on?" And then she like, stands there. and she's and he's like, "Buffy, help!" And then she starts running like kind of, and then mm-hmm. and then Angel throws Gage at her. Yes, so she pulls out this, like, I guess wooden thing from her hair that's keeping it up. Mm. Very resourceful, Buffy and her mm-hmm. resources. Uh, and he says, why Miss Summers? Beautiful. And Angel throws Gage onto her. She falls down. And he's like, was that the thing that killed Cameron? This is the part where I feel like the inflection is very British. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she says, no, that was something else. He says, something else? And she says, unfortunately, we have a lot of something else's in this town. And mm-hmm. then he asks her to walk him home. I liked the line about we have a lot of something else's in this town. That yeah, really me good. too. Uh, so I find it, I just find it very interesting that Buffy's being open with a classmate about the supernatural. I mean, he did just to... get bitten by a vampire. I mean, she could have been like, oh, that's like, I know that guy. He's weird. He bites people. Mm-hmm. Like, th- it feels like that's something that they would have done before. Right. But no, I agree. Yeah, she is being, it does a lot more. Yeah, and I thought that was neat just to know Straight notice. up about it. Mm-hmm. And then we get to swim practice. The the swimmer that's farthest from the camera <laughs> has a gigantic bulge. I, <laughs> I just think that's really funny because I also noticed it. I just wasn't going to say anything, but yes. We are gay men, mm-hmm. and these men are probably 30. Well, it's because, well, okay, and the other ones are very uniform. Uh-huh. Yeah, there it's like they're like like you know, you hear about the bread trick where they like stuff bread to Which makes no sense. It and also I don't think is really a thing. Sure, like they have it, packers yeah, for that. Yeah, I've seen uh there's a guy on TikTok that talked about this, how there's like a mm-hmm. specific kind of like I forget. Is that what it's called? Hey, well uh tra- I know trans men use packers to like oh. uh like give the like illusion of that. I can't remember what there's a name for like the thing it's like a modesty uh, yeah, cup or something, something like that. And it's basically like an athletic cup but it's like a lot thinner it's just, and it's just kind of to kind of like smooth out the lumps so yeah, that cuz you can't no have, one can imagine that you, there's a dick in there. You can't have VPL on screen. Exactly. On on uh, regular TV. I guess that guy's junk was just too big and the <laughs> the modesty cup just kinda stuck out a little bit more. Or maybe they <laughs> maybe he was the only one they didn't have one for. They're like, Your your junk is just very naturally round, they're like, sir. They're like, Oh fuck, we only have eight and we need nine. <laughs> we'll, oh, we'll just put you farther from the camera yeah. than everyone else. But and then the gaze will still notice this. I thought this was interesting. Gage like waves from Buffy. He like to stops Buffy in the middle the of it. To wave. Okay. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. This I thought so. I actually, the coach is talking to them while uh-huh. they're swimming. Would you be able to hear him? No, no way. And he stops in the middle of this thing to wave at Buffy. They're sitting in the bleachers 
watching swim practice with popcorn <laughs> with popcorn yes i did think it was very cute though uh-huh. like now that gage is like oh actually cameron was full of shit also buffy's really strong and she walked me home and she right. saved me and she's cute no it is nice to see somebody appreciate and i thought buffy. it was really sweet actually it's just there's so many weird things happening in this scene uh-huh the popcorn and the the swim part and it's like when is this is this i would be school? watching this with popcorn too if it weren't teenagers <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and of course we know they're like in yes, their twenties, like thirty-year-old men. But like, yeah, high school. You would watch it in high school. Oh yes, absolutely. I did Probably. watch it in high school on Buffy. There the was swimming. Oh, <laughs> I meant like swimming. Practice yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Except uh, we didn't have a pool. So Cordelia's like, I thought Angel liked blood, and <laughs> uh, Buffy's like he used to, or Willow, I think. And uh, Buffy's like, maybe there was something in it that Angel didn't like. Uh, Maybe steroids. That would explain the swimmers' behavioral changes and their winning streak. And uh, they're talking about how maybe whatever's in their blood is attracting these creatures. Uh, Cordelia mentions they haven't had any luck researching Xander's description of the fish monster. (laughs) And he says, uh, not that Chicken Little's much of a witness. (laughs) I thought that was funny. Uh, Chicken Little is the... uh, uh, what a fairy tale creature who says the sky is falling mm. and there was a whole Disney movie about it and the sky actually was falling. <laughs> um, and then she says, Oh, Oh my. And the camera pans up from the legs onto the junk and onto the like, chest. And she's like, now that's what I call. And then it's like Xander. <laughs> yes. And then Xander sees that they've noticed and he, he hides his junk with like this little orange paddle. And uh, Cordelia's like, what the hell are you doing here? He says he's undercover and Buffy's like, she's like smirking and she's like, not under much. Yeah, that was so funny. I'm undercover, not under much. That (laughs) killed me. was so funny. And then he was saying he's going to like watch the swim team something, something and talk to him. And she's like... When you're nude, that's Willow. Will- says Willow's that. like when, when you're when you're nude. I mean to say changing. Yes, which is so, so funny. funny. Willow still ha- still is crushing on Xander. I, I mean, I understand her fair. boyfriend has been gone for three episodes. So and why he not? does look pretty good in that speedo. He fucking does speedo Xander, teenage me. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) also um cordelia's like get out of here before someone sees you impersonating a member of the swim team and he says i don't do impersonations (laughs) (laughs) so funny Uh, the coach is like you can flirt on your own time and xander (laughs) says okie dokie coachy so that is definitely something i would have said if i was on a team Uh uh-huh he goes to his teammate teammate he goes to his teammates cordelia says i'm dating a swimmer for the sunnydale swim team and buffy says you can die happy <laughs> and so but and then buffy asks about jonathan and willow's like oh he peed in the pool this morning and she says it like right before xander, and then xander goes in to the pool and they're like oh oh <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> then we go and cut into the steam room again and now there's a bunch of men in there <laughs> And Xander is talking way too much. Yes. Uh, he's talking a lot. Everyone else is just like sitting there relaxing. So like you could in. read a book, but the pages would get all wet. Yes. And then we see some fishy hands with really long nails. I grab wrote, a drain. I wrote creepy fingies. <laughs> creepy fingies. Yes. <laughs> uh, Xander comes into the library and he says, you got to love this undercover deal. 20 minutes in a hot room with a bunch of sweaty guys. Which, uh, you know, if they had ended up, you know, making him gay. That yeah. Been. Yeah. And... 
like because this seems like something Xander would be like Ugh, about. Mm-hmm. He he does seem kind of enthusiastic about it, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was I thought they had dropped that already, but well, here it is again. This one is a little out of order as well. Well, that's true from the original plan or whatever. That's yeah right. Uh, so Buffy asks where Gage is and he's like, he's putting on his sneakers. They're not Velcro. So give him a couple minutes. And I was like, you just left him Xander. I thought you were supposed to be keeping an eye on him. Right. (laughs) That's so, that's not a good idea. Uh, we see Gage putting on his shoes in the locker room. He smells something. He opens a locker and he yells, Oh God, we see Buffy run in and the fish monster is there. She looks disgusted. And she sees Gage coughing and screaming, and then he pulls off his skin to reveal he is a fish monster! Oh! <laughs> um, and they start to attack Buffy. So there was a thing on IMDb about, um, there was a Details Magazine interview with Wentworth Miller, who plays uh-huh. Gage. And they asked him what it was like to play a fish monster, because this was his first acting job. Oh, Wow. And uh, he responded that he was completely out of his depth, um, doing whatever he could do to keep up. And he was talking about how they like glued the prosthetic to him. And then there was like the skin piece that goes like over the scales. And he said like they were like three hours in and they were like, oh, by the way, we only have one of these skin pieces. So you have to get it right on the first try. Oh, my God. That is terrifying. So after the break, we cut to Buffy. She's like, oh my fucking God. And she's fighting the monsters. She's wearing a great outfit. What? She's wearing a great outfit. Like what is these she wearing? high-waisted pants and like this kind of yes. sapphire blue That's so shirt. good. She's wearing some color. She hasn't worn tons of color since, mm. uh, since Innocence. So she's attacking the monsters. She throws a trash can at one of them. She starts fighting them with a broom at one point. Eventually, one of them bites her, and the coach comes in, and he uh, gets her up off the ground while the fish monsters, like, dive slide onto the on floor. their bellies yes, into the grate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was weird. It's very, like, it's very funny looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- we cut to the nurse's office. She doesn't think Buffy's bite is going to need stitches. Uh, Buffy's like, I'm already feeling the burn. Uh <laughs> and she says you want want to have your pers- your family physician take a look. Yes, <laughs> very funny. Uh Giles is like, uh, good news is it appears no one on your team died." And Buffy says, "Bad news is they're, they're monsters." monsters. <laughs> and the, the coach, coach is, is like, playing "How dumb. could this happen?" Giles is like, "Are you saying you don't know?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my stars. Oh my Oh my lantern. He's not southern. Yes, no, he is not. Only the nurse. And we are Southern. And the coach uh, is, he's acting, we can tell. And he acting. Says, yeah, you think you're just inspiring them, and then you start to wonder. Uh, and he was. Af- he says he was afraid to ask if they were taking anything. First he was afraid. He was petrified. <laughs> Thought All that right. he could never live without them by his side. So we cut to the Scoobies looking up medical records again. When was <laughs> the last time this happened? Why does the school have medical records? I think the that's school funny. doesn't have medical records. They say school medical records oh, in the scene. Oh, shit. I think that's really funny. That I is mean, funny. I think I they get, were looking like, at the hospital's I, me- medical no, records. No, she says school medical records. That is records. insane. I mean, I, I guess... I mean, the school would have, but I don't know. There is a nurse. 
Yeah, but the nurse just like knows what medications they have to take and stuff. Yeah, I've I've never heard of a school keeping medical records on a student, like yeah. unless it the student had a specific medical need. All right, well, that I guess that school had to address. See, I was gonna be like, this is the first time since the puppet show or whatever, because they looked up, uh, oh, fucking what's his name who died of, <laughs> who died and then didn't have a good enough brain because he had <laughs> cancer. This is where all of our uh, listeners just drop off. They're like, this is just a podcast about schools. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I was like, this is a callback to the puppet show. Anyway, they're looking at the medical records. Apparently had several symptoms of steroid abuse. Mm-hmm. And uh, Xander's like, but is that usually linked with, hey, I'm a fish? <laughs> <laughs> is that in the mix with, hey, I'm a fish? Yes. Um, the they uh, they talk about how the point is the boys were drugged and the nurse treated them all so she must have known willow says if steroids are that dangerous why would they do that to themselves and this is like the you know the baseball bat hitting you over the head with <laughs> what the episode is about right uh and Team. buffy's like it's to win so they get treated really well meanwhile i'm breaking my nails every day battling the forces of evil and my <laughs> french teacher can't even remember my name xander has that line the discus throwers got the best seats at all the crucifixions yes. i also uh felt like this is a little callback to prophecy girl when she was like i i killed three vampires last night i broke a nail <laughs> um uh, and uh, so Willow uh, suggests that she get to interrogate Nurse Greenlee. Let's throw the book at her. She says <laughs> Willow is really into interrogating. She she loves this like power that she gets over these people. And uh, Buffy's like, it can wait. She's probably gone home for the day. Uh, she tells Xander to figure out how they're taking this steroid or whatever. And she says that she's going to go fishing with Giles and the tranquilizer gun. She doesn't give Willow a job. She doesn't. Willow is left with nothing to do, it seems. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Willow. And then we cut to Giles and Buffy in the sewer. There's a creepy rat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We see a fish monster look around the corner at them. Also, it looks like she's wearing boots. Uh Uh-huh. Like like uh maybe well maybe not but like maybe they might be waiting boots or something but she's wearing her pants uh-huh. over them which i thought was really funny. <laughs> that is hilarious uh we cut to the steam room again steamy dudes oh yes xander's uh, talking about carrot juice. i feel good loving the swimming i had some carrot juice with wheat germ this morning woke me right up breakfast <laughs> of state champions you betcha i didn't know xander was southern oh yes <laughs> i feel so good <laughs> <laughs> and He's like, okay, when do Tell we get our what? when do we get our next dose? Who's carrying? I need something to pr- improve my performance. Where are the steroids? And another kid says, oh, "You're soaking in it." The guy, bud. I forget his name. I didn't write it down, but the guy that says that is like an uncredited role, and he's an actor that's been in a bunch of stuff, like a bunch of small things. Uh huh. The thing I remember him from is playing Tom Sawyer in uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, interesting. Which is a movie that I liked as a kid. <laughs> uh, that I'm pretty sure if I went back and watched it was not a great movie. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> uh, he mentions that it's in the steam and Xander, like his mouth falls agape. <laughs> agape. Yes. I am a gog. I am a ghost. <laughs> uh, we see by the pool, the nurse is telling the coach that this needs to stop. He says, there's no room for quitters in this team. Wait. We just need this, to adjust the mix. This is the scene with the nurse. She says, Carl like 50 times oh yeah and the funny like thing every is, line she says she says carl the funny thing is she says it so many times and i still forgot his name was carl 
<laughs> She's like, Carl, this is crazy. Yes. Carl, we can't just keep giving these boys steroids. Carl. Yes, he says, I don't accept any less than the best. And she says, they're going to be monsters. You've already lost three. Carl. Carl. He says, they're not lost. And then he throws her into the sewer. They're still part of the team and the team's got to eat. You quitter. And then we see her pulled under the water as Mm -hmm. she screams and we cut to break. After she says, Carl, what are you doing? (laughs) Uh, We see Xander, uh, who has just told Giles about the steam. And he says, uh, they've been uh, doing it to they, we, (laughs) me. Not they, we. That's his thing. They say they've. Uh uh uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, so they're talking about how they need an antidote. Buffy says, I wouldn't I break out the, the tartar, tartar sauce, sauce just yet. yet. Very funny. <laughs> There's so many fishy, like, she says something about them. She's like, like what? Uh, you, it's not like you've done it more than once, twice. And then he says, three, three times, times a fish, fish guy. guy. And he's like, what am I going to do? Did she already say the line about the fish or the swim team uh, coming in touch with their inner halibut? Or is that later? Oh, I don't think so. Not yet. I think it's later. Anyway, and I then, feel like I wrote that down. <laughs> My favorite line in reference from this scene is yes. when Cordelia says, the creature from the Blue Lagoon. And he's like, Black Lagoon. The creature from the Blue Lagoon was Brooke Shields. Yes, obviously <laughs> Xander would know that because the Blue Br- Blue Lagoon is the, the movie with lots of nudity in it. Uh-huh. Particularly Brooke Shields, who was not actually nude in that movie because she was 15. Her stunt double They're, was nude. Well, like both of the kids in that movie, or both of the actor, main actors in that movie were like super young. Well, the other one was like 18 or 19. Okay. Well, I just remember. Which is like really young to be. I don't nude remember a lot of details still, about it. I just remember like that it, they're both really young and then it's weird that they're almost naked the whole movie. Yeah. And then she, but she also is in a lot of. And uh, I've never seen the movie either. Yeah. She's also in a lot of scenes with her. Uh, hair like taped to her boobs. Uh, yeah, when she's not nude. Anyway, anyway obviously Xander would know about that. I, He's probably <laughs> jacked off to it I ten times. I think it's just a really funny. And that's it was after, a really funny pun though. And that's after Cordelia's like, "What about me? It's one thing to be dating the lame, unpopular guy, uh, but he now he's gonna be a fish guy." Uh, Buffy then suggests they lock up the rest of the team before they get in touch with their inner halibut. That's where the halibut <laughs> one is. So funny. And then she tells, but um, I think this is where she sends Willow to interrogate the nurse, right? Yes, she does. And she's like, the trick is not to leave any marks. Yes, that's what that's what Willow says. Yeah. And then Buffy says that she's going to talk to the coach and that she doubts he's just giving them inspiration. Uh, so she, we cut to the coach talking to Buffy in the like backstage pool area. I don't know what to call this place. <laughs> back, backstage. I, I called it the back pool area. <laughs> uh, he says it's in Buffy's imagination. And she says, I'm imagining you in jail. Oh, look, the guards are beating you up. Yeah, and I was, was like, so funny. It was funny. And I was like, wait, this happened in the last episode, too. Yeah, there is. I mean, okay, the line is funny, I guess. I don't know. Maybe the reference to prison is not that funny. I mean, police brutality is not funny, but yeah. it is funny to imagine this particular guy getting beat up. I just, th- I think it's the delivery. Yes, uh, the the delivery is very but good. Yeah, like the, the content of the joke is problematic, though. So he starts to explain that after the fall of the Soviet Union, <laughs> oh my experiments, fish DNA, Olympic swimmers. I was like, what the fuck? Some kind of shark. He lists like a specific shark. Yeah. I just remember like, I've seen this episode like at least four or five times. Uh-huh. And I just remember like before, like we were rewatching it and like coming to see it, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is so 
ridiculous. Yes, it's just a. Anyway, uh, he says they couldn't crack it, and and she's like, and you did why? And he said, for the win. <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, she says, I don't care. It's over. There's not going to be any swim team. I think the thing about this episode is like it's high camp. Yes, but it's like just not. It's just lacking. It's not. It's not enough. It's not gay enough. It's not to far, be funny. It, it doesn't take it far enough. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh, he says when they were it's like ha- medium camp. Yes, he says when they were handing out school spirit, you didn't even stand in line, did you? And she said, No, I was in the line for a shred, shred of, of sanity. sanity, which obviously you skipped. Yes, because he pulls a gun a on gun. Her. Yes. Oh my god, a fucking gun on a teenager. And uh, obviously he's like not, you, you know, very sane. <laughs> and he says, get in the hole. She drops in and says, this isn't over. And he says, you think I don't care about my boys, but I do. They count on me. She sees Nurse Greenlee's body float past, which just has like a few bloody holes in the back. Like I thought they were supposed to have eaten her. Maybe they just slurped the blood. Perhaps maybe they're vampire fish. Mm. <laughs> she says, so you're going to feed me to him? And and he says, they've had their dinner. The boys have other needs. And I was like, <laughs> I, okay, this is part, this is like the biggest chunk of why I hate this episode so much. Mm-hmm. First of all, I just hate that that's in there. I do, n- I hate it. I do. N- yeah. Anyway, it's not, <laughs> this is not a need. Uh, anyway. And it's just so creepy and weird and uncomfortable, and I hate it. Like, there's enough in there for you to not like the coach without yes. him suggesting And now that... he's just, like, a complete monster. Yeah. Also, and uh, so, okay, I have a quick story to tell. Oh. I've told you this story many times, Zachary. Oh, okay. Uh, when I was in high school, probably about 15, 14 years old, I discovered Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I watched season six, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, I got to this episode. I was watching this episode alone at home. I never watched Buffy with my mom around because I didn't know when there was going to be like sex or like uh, weird gore stuff. Uh, And I was texting my best friend who introduced me to the show. And I would often like live text her stuff about episodes. And during this episode at this point, I was like, oh, no, they're going to rape Buffy. And uh, I was like just doing a live text thing, describing what was happening. I accidentally texted my mother. And my mom was like, how dare you make a joke like that? I was like, mom, this is not a joke. I'm just watching a show. This is what's happening. And she said, why would you watch a show that makes a joke like that? And I was like, mom, no. (laughs) I was mortified. It was one of the worst experiences of my entire life. Uh, And she like, this is during a time where my mom was like, this is such a little shitty teenage kid because I was very reserved and, you know, a closeted gay kid who was also an atheist in the Bible Belt. Uh, So it was very, very rough for me. Mm. And that's part of the reason I hate this episode because is because I have that very like visceral attachment. So it's also tied to this external thing that. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, it's not. But good on my mom for like. If, yeah, for being if like, she don't were, if that. I were actually doing that, it would have been a very good thing for her to immediately shut it down. And it makes <laughs> sense, like from her perspective, to uh, like yeah, with as someone who does not understand no, no their teenage of what you're son. talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, no, I can. That would be. I was like, mom. I was like, I, I was one of those people, like Ben, in the last episode who asked Buffy's out, Buffy out. I was like. 
at least above the very low bar that we have for teenage boys, I didn't make rape jokes. I don't think it was possible to text my mom until I had already graduated high school. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she had a phone that could get text messages. I was still like, it was still like this little flip, cheap ass, like $50 flip Mm. phone. And that's probably why it was hard for me to get to the right contact. You were doing T9. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I was. Uh, so uh, we then see Cordelia and Xander looking for swimmers at the pool. The scene is so good. <laughs> this is the best scene in the episode. It is really funny. Uh, she's like, Willow and Xander must have rounded up all the swimmers. Uh, and Xander's like, does my neck look scaly? Uh, flashback <laughs> to, you're looking at my neck. <laughs> and she's like, of course, the way you've been rubbing it dry like an idiot. <laughs> so he goes. This in- is peak Young Republican collection, too. Yes. With Cordelia with like this. It's like a collared shirt, and it's oh, one of those yes. shirts with like the. But it's also a dress. She has that like shawl thing on. I thought she's wearing like a sh- a dress over a collared shirt. I might be thinking about another outfit in the episode. And it's like a blue. It's like a blue shirt, but it's got white cuffs and a white collar. Uh huh. And she's wearing like a short skirt, and she's got like knee socks on with some <laughs> wedge heels. Like she is strappy serving, wedge heels. She is. She's about to play croquet. And yeah, and she's got like kind of like the with the heathers like. She's got it pulled back, but it's kind of got the bump a little bit. Uh huh. Almost like yeah. God, she looks so fucking good. So, uh, he he goes into the locker room to look in the mirror at his neck. <laughs> as she hears the sound of a door, as uh, she hears uh, someone come out and someone dive into the pool, and she's like, "Sander, what are you doing?" <laughs> like very cutesy. And so she looks into the pool after she says that, and she says, "Oh my God, Xander, it's me, Cordelia. I know you can't answer me, but God, this is all my fault. You joined the <laughs> swim team to impress me." That classic Cordelia like self centeredness because he didn't he didn't right. do it to impress her. He did it. <laughs> to go undercover she says you were so courageous and you looked really hot in those speedos <laughs> i agree cordelia and i want you to know that i still care about you no matter what you look like and we can still date or not i understand if you want to see other fish <laughs> i'll do whatever i can to make your quality of life better whether that means little bath toys or whatever <laughs> and xander comes up next to her <laughs> While she's finishing the speech and sitting down, he says, that's not me. <laughs> and then the monster jumps out at them and they it run away. It was so funny. It's so funny. It was good. a really great, I think. Not only is it really funny, it's like a nice, like a cute, vulnerable is, moment for Cordelia. It is sweet. It's like a really good, like intentionally funny break. Uh-huh. And it's just shit pile and i love that they like they take this moment to like give us like some comedic especially after like implying that the coach has just given buffy to these fish monsters Mm -hmm. to be assaulted yeah like they're like okay we need a little break and it's very comedic but it also is like very nice to cordelia and gives Mm -hmm. her a little like vulnerability like we had in bewitched bothered and bewildered and i liked it so the monster jumps out at them. They run away. We see Giles putting the other swimmers into the library cage. He's How like, did he convince them to do this? He's just locking in. He's like, okay, chaps, just stand by and we'll either get a cure or... And then he turns around. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we got everyone but Sean. And Cordelia and Xander come come in and they're like, we found Sean. He was in the pool, the pool skinless dipping. <laughs> uh, and they uh, notice Buffy hasn't come back I mean, yet. I do have to say we've been like dunking on shitting on this episode a lot. Uh-huh. There are like pretty good. The moments dialogue in, it. in this episode is fantastic. They notice Buffy hasn't come back yet, and yes. uh, then 
I call this scene Buffy does it with the entire swim team because of her joke, not because of yes. the context of what it's supposed yes. to be. So we see the fish. Mo- some of the fish monsters are rising from the water. And she says, great, this is just what my reputation needs, that I did it with the entire swim team. Which which is so gross that she's like, it's, it's so reflective I, of the culture and stuff that she's more worried about like how this is reputation. going to affect her reputation and like not that this is going to happen to her. To me, I just don't understand why that needed to be in there like yeah i hated it so much not her joke well i know why her joke had to be in there yeah because it like because otherwise it's just fucking horrifying it's just really really dark and Uh it was like i i it just seems like there maybe should have been somebody in the writer's room to be like oh guys and there's like the little undercurrent of like if this were to happen they and they were human they wouldn't face consequences she her reputation would just be ruined which is so gross and i mean okay there is something to be said about like is that a thing that happens in the real world yes Uh uh-huh like, you know, athletes being able to do whatever they want, including horrible things like assaulting people. Yes. But is this the way we need to handle it? Exactly. I it's think such no. like a small part of the episode that gets so it's not treated with very much care. Yeah, yeah to me it's like if you're gonna touch on that, like maybe like make it a focal point or like really deal with it exactly it's kind of like in uh you know like in the pack where they just like smoothed over xander almost sexually assaulting buffy Mm -hmm. another time yeah and the and like teacher's pet where they didn't talk about how it's wrong for a teacher to be doing this thing which really shows too though like how much like our cultural consciousness has shifted i feel Uh like in the last you know intervening 25 years Yes. or whatever not exactly a little bit more or a little bit less mm-hmm. since this came out to where like now it's like you know if we saw this on tv now there would be like articles about it people would be like this is fucked up why did yeah. this happen and it's like you can't just show the thing even even if it depicts reality like you have to say it's bad somewhere and like I can hear like an, an an argument where you're like well this was the 90s they're pointing it out whatever like, I I can see where someone might think that and, like, just drawing attention to it back then. It was kind of like, there is just a gay person that exists in your show. <laughs> High five. And it's like, I mean, I guess they had to start Shout out somewhere. To huh? Shout out to Larry. Right, exactly. So it's the same kind of thing. It's, like, obviously not okay. Mm-hmm. Even though. It's just so it's just like the bar was so low. Exactly. And like, there were probably people at this time who were like, wow, this episode is groundbreaking because it depicts the reality of, uh, blah, 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 blah. Through a monster metaphor. But yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. So anyway, the, the monsters are underwater swimming toward her. She can't really see them. We then see Xander coming into the back pool area, <laughs> the backstage. He's like, what, what's up coach? Uh, and the coach asks how he is. How he is? He says, "Little dry, nothing. A lemon butter sauce won't cure." And I love the seafood references. The, kill me. The thing I love here is the use of the word "cure," mm. because you know it won't cure like a disease, but also lemon juice can be used to cure meats, like in ceviche, which is made with seafood. I really feel like that was intentional. 
<laughs> oh my god. Now who's the art student what looking you, for extra yeah. meaning? Hey, I that feel like... That is so funny. No, no, no. That's no. like medium it's, meaning. It's... <laughs> he asks where Buffy is. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. And the, and we pan over to the gun. Then we see Buffy fighting the fish in the water. It's it, lots of like silhouette and shot from under the water. It's not a very satisfying action scene. Mm. Then we see Xander because like... Because if they were actually doing stuff, it would be hard to like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it, it must be very hard to sh- shoot an action scene in the water, especially for a TV show like this. Uh, then we see Xander fighting the coach. He kind of throws him down onto the ground. Then we see Buffy surrounded by these fish monsters. Xander, Xander has like kind of a legit action hero moment with like the whole like he, he does gets see, the gun out of the coach's hand. He like beats him up. Yeah, this is where um, this is like what it should have been like in Prophecy Girl, not Xander. Like, uh, hey, Angel, Buffy doesn't like me, but I'm the hero because I save her anyway, even though she doesn't want to fuck me. Uh, this he actually I feel like he actually kind of earns his little hero moment here. Uh-huh. He go he leans down into the hole, offers his hand. Buffy jumps up. She does like a super jump. Yeah, she like gets down into the water and then whoosh, like springs right. up. And uh, she kicks the fish off of her as he's pulling her out. And I was like, flashback to the harvest when he pulls her out of the electrical tunnels. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was kind of yeah. I, kind of neat to me. Uh, and so she thanks him. I think it's him. kind of wild that he does it one-handed, but... Yeah, there, there's no way he would have been able to. But, you know, Buffy... I guess Buffy's tiny, whatever. <laughs> and, and you know, you know, he's ripped. <laughs> uh. Not exactly, but like... <laughs> I, he's a, he's he, skinny. He's a strong man. He's not skinny. What would you say? I'd I guess say he's, he's not like ripped. But he doesn't like, have a six pack. But like he's like he clearly fit. works out. <laughs> Has he been working out? Mm. <laughs> Throwback. Has Xander been working out? Yes. Have you been working out? Uh, Xander, nice shirt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so moving on. She thanks him. He says, "Just doing my part for our team." Oh, uh, team metaphor. Uh, not metaphor it's just real <laughs> uh the coach gets up and he pistol whips xander <laughs> and, who almost falls in i forgot that's what happened yes then even though i just watched it then xander i think he pistol whips him i don't think he just hits him then buffy grabs uh grabs i don't recall that so actually now i'm doubting you. It, it's possible i i remember the first time i did rewind a little bit and i just wrote in my notes hits him so maybe i just thought he pistol whipped mm. him and then i corrected it okay Anyway, <laughs> uh, she uh, grabs the coach and she accidentally drops him, accidentally, quote unquote, <laughs> drops him into the grave. Right. Oops. Yeah, but then she offers her hand to him, but the fish get to him before she can. Um, I thought they already had their jump. dinner. Yes, he can't super jump like she can. And she says, wow, those boys really love their coach. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Buffy, this is dark. Uh, pretty funny, though. Black humor. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I was extra biased because I was like, he sucks. Yeah, he fucking sucked. I'm and glad he died. Uh, and I said Xander can die die in a ditch a couple episodes ago. Uh, I didn't really mean that. I mean it for this guy. Fuck him. He can get eaten by fish monsters. <laughs> and he <laughs> He's does. old enough, too. <laughs> Just kidding. Old people can live. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sure all the old people are grateful that you will allow them to live. Uh, 
unhinged. You're unhinged. That's so, the name of our new podcast. Oh, yes. So uh, we cut to the library. Xander's like, I've got to, t- not the library, the little student lounge thing near the cafeteria. Xander says, I got to take a makeup chem test at three. And then I'm meeting some of the guys for plasma transfusions <laughs> at five. Uh, Giles seems pretty confident these treatments will work. Cordelia says that Xander has proven himself to her and he doesn't even have to join the team next year if he doesn't want to. She'd be just as happy if he played football. (laughs) I love her so much. Uh, Uh, Giles mentions that animal control have left and they couldn't find the fish monsters. What was animal control going to do? Right? Like these are humanoid giant fish monsters. Part of what, what is so dissatisfying about this episode is I feel like normally they would try to find a way to turn them back or something yeah but i i guess they can't and they're like where do you think they'll go home and, yes buffy says home and then they have that music and well, very creepy music with the fish like swimming into the ocean <laughs> which just looks like a reuse shot of them like diving and coming back up uh-huh that's and, like superimposed into the ocean and it's another one of those like ooh, what's going to happen next like endings that never comes back again yeah spoiler alert the fish monsters never come back and that is the episode honestly i'm surprised at how little time we spent on it considering <laughs> the, our tangents mm. uh that's also gosh. a triangle pun you know i don't it's also a triangle pun <laughs> it's a crazy <laughs> ex-girlfriend reference again uh so it's no secret that I didn't like this episode. What? <laughs> but, you know, I really enjoyed discussing it, especially since there were so many, like, there was really good dialogue in this I episode. I think even a bad Buffy episode is still fun to watch. Still better than a lot of things on TV. Yeah, I mean, would I, you know, is this the thing where I'm like, if somebody had never seen Buffy, I'm like, oh, well, you need to start with Go Fish. And like, no, because, well, A, why would you start here? Uh-huh. And B, it's terrible. <laughs> And part of the charm, too, is that, like, you get these little one-off episodes, and sometimes they're super good. Sometimes they're not very good. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you're tuning in to watch Buffy every week, and you get to talk with people about it. And, you know, even the not-so-good episodes, they're like, you get to talk about how bad they were. (laughs) And And there's still some good shit in it. Like, Yeah, there's really good dialogue in this episode. Yeah, dialogue is always the strength of the show. Uh Uh-huh. And, like... Yeah, I mean... And we have a little Cordelia development, some Xander yeah. actually getting to be like a nice hero in a good scenario for once. And a Speedo, you know? And a fucking Speedo, oh my God. I gotta say it was hot. It was fucking hot. Nicholas Brennan could get it. Mm-hmm. Back Maybe then. not so much now. <laughs> uh, certainly not so much now. Uh, you know, moral issues aside. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, so... I'm like... I'm glad this episode exists. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it was really fun to talk about. It is. Yeah, it was fun to, to dunk on it. Um, uh-huh. Also, like, I mean, could I write a better episode of television? Absolutely not. Uh, maybe. So, uh, well, maybe, but maybe probably not. Maybe you're not giving not. yourself enough credit. This is pretty <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And uh, well, oh, a part of the reason I brought that up, like, the, uh, the like, unconnected unconnected episodes and stuff is like we don't really get a lot of that in tv anymore like you don't really get filler episodes as much because there's so much streaming and things are planned so far in advance well and then and and seasons of shows are not this length anymore Mm -hmm. like what i don't know what the i i don't have like a mathematical average it's but it's usually around like what like 10 to 15 at the most yeah i would say 8 to 12 is probably the most common Mm -hmm. yeah so like 
you know, for having to stretch a story out that far. And there's just like a little charming quality to it, what, yeah. like, you, they're on like a time crunch and stuff, and so things kind of fall by the wayside a little bit l- in some of these episodes. Yeah, these are like the episodes where you make a fun drinking game with it. Yeah, and you just have a good time, and you're like, wow. And uh, before we watched, uh, so I mentioned before, maybe in spoiler sections, I'm not sure uh, that this was my least favorite episode of uh-huh. the show. I now no longer think that it's worse than Teacher's Pet or even <laughs> The Pack. Or even Inca Mummy Girl. I mean, they're all pretty bad. I think this is better than all three of them. Oh, wow. I I think this has better dialogue than all of them. It's definitely less cringy than Inca Mummy Girl. Oh, yes, absolutely. And, like, just Teacher's Pet is just so problematic. I Ugh. Like, this has problematic elements, but, like, yes, the entire yes. premise of Teacher's exactly. Pet is problematic. So, um... I don't know. Do we want to memorialize Gage, Cameron, and Dodd? They didn't die. They turned yeah, they into fish die. monsters. They tur- okay. So we won't memorialize them. Should we memorialize Nurse Greenlee <laughs> and Coach Carl? I guess. You, we don't have to if you don't They want were to. pretty, like, I mean, okay, I think, I'm just, I just I think we give should. A, I want to give a, You do think we should? You don't. Oh, we, we let's do it. If you think we should, well, let's do it. I feel like they were in it enough. Like, well, the coach particularly was in it enough, but I think the nurse deserves it. Yeah, let's do it for both of them. Like, why not? Let's raise our fucking glasses, Zach. <laughs> Get <laughs> okay, us started. Okay, calm down. Damn. <laughs> All right. So, um, first off, I already forgot her name. Nurse, nurse Greenlee. Nurse Greenlee. Okay. First of all, Nurse Greenlee. Wait, uh, wait, wait. I'm going to pause the music when you're like, wait, what's her name? And then I'm going to pause the music again. Oh, I'm going to play the music when you say her name. And I'm going to pause it again when I tell you what I'm going to do. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Anyway, uh, Nurse Greeley, you were interesting. You were Southern. Um, kind of. Kind of. You had red hair like Allison Hannigan you and s- other redheaded people. You said the name Carl a lot. Um, and you you told him to stop doing this. You, yeah, you know, you did. You were in a moral gray area for sure, but then you kind of realized where the boundary was mm-hmm. and you were like... And you got fucking killed for it and that sucks. Yeah, you teamed up with Carl and it was a bad idea for you. And people always complain about nurses in schools and I think you're not appreciated enough. And you wore the nurse hat, which, you know... That's dedication. yeah. You know, students students are always complaining about, I went to the nurse and they just gave me a bottle of water. And it's just because like, their parents didn't sign the form to mm. let them get Tylenol. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> 20 minutes later. You deserve more appreciation. You, you did. Clink. I do wish we had gotten to know you better. Yes, me too. Because um, you were fun. Okay, now on to Coach Carl uh-huh. Marin, which, you know, funny. Oh. Marin. Oh, Marion, right, like anyway. the like the sea creature. Yeah, <laughs> there's a cre- sea creature called a Marin. I don't think so. Wait, what's Marin? It's like kind of sea adjacent, I think. I know there's a character in Link's like Awakening. Marine. There's a character in Link's Awakening, which is set on an island. This is like a named Marin discussion. <laughs> I will cut out whatever I fucking need. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> God. Okay, Coach Marin, um, you sucked, honestly. Yeah, fuck you. You were complete garbage. You were um, an asshole. You were enabling sexual abuse. 
You are yeah. turning your t- your team into fish monsters. So like giving them steroids. I mean, did you deserve to die? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Actually, fuck you. Yeah. Clink. Clink. You are a <laughs> monster. <laughs> I love that we're like toasting this guy. <laughs> we are literally holding up glasses of beer. Yes. Uh, I just want everyone to know. <laughs> All, All right. right. So as we go through the series, we're going to give each episode a score from one to 10 stakes. Zach, how many stakes would you give this episode? I gave it a four. I think that's generous. Oh, all right. Yeah. You know, I like so much of this, the dialogue in this episode I liked. It really distracted me from the flimsy plot. (laughs) (laughs) The, uh, you know, this coach, what was he trying to, he knew he was turning his team into fish monsters. Why did he keep doing, like, he wanted to win the championship. What was, his team was turning into fish monsters. He wasn't going to be able to. (laughs) What? What? This episode just shouldn't have, and it, it also really suffers from being and we're just like oh the hospital found an antidote it's fine from being right after uh i only have eyes for you which is a pretty great episode you know at the end of the last episode in case you have forgotten i was like oh spike's about to do something i bet we'll see it in the next episode that was no spike no drusilla (laughs) barely any angelus so anyway being right after, as I was saying, I'm sorry, Zach. Ago, <laughs> uh, being right after, uh, I only have eyes for you, and then right before the season the coming, finale, like which, the two part season finale. I mean, this isn't a spoiler. Becoming is so good. Yes, parts one and two, excellent. And I mean, I'm saying that it has been a while since I watched them, but I'm confident that they're very, Absolutely. very amazing episodes. And like so, like this just kind of turd, just sitting in between, <laughs> it's like floating two, in the ocean, two gems. Yeah, it's just not great. terrible, terrible placement. I'm giving it a five because I was so distracted from the crunchiness of the episode by the dialogue, the Cordelia development, Xander, and Xander not being a terrible turd and also being sexy. Yes, and all the other sexy thirty-year-old men playing teenagers. <laughs> I'm, the yeah. giant bulge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it a that five. In, that inched it up yes, to a five. Did, oh, it Hit it the drum one. It brought Just it. Kidding. It uh, <laughs> it grew from a four to a five because of because of the steam room. <laughs> Dear Lord, <laughs> this episode is a grower, not a shower. Oh yes. <laughs> anyway. It's time for the uh, MVP, Kyle. Who is the MVP of the episode for you? It was Xander. Like, I have never been less, uh, less disinclined, or more inclined, I could say, to give Xander the hero spot. I think the only time You're... I've given him the hero spot was in the puppet show, mm. and I think he deserves it. He he saved Buffy. He was there for her. He pulled her out of the pool. And he did some, like, he took it upon himself to try investigating, and it was a pretty decent idea. He did leave Gage in the locker room when he shouldn't have, which was really weird, but... Well, he was, like, handing off to Buffy. Yeah, I think I think Xander did a pretty good job this episode, and he wasn't a giant turd most of the time, so... <laughs> I said, 
the MVP of this episode is Xander, I guess. <laughs> and then I just wrote, he kind of helps save Buffy and he looks hot in a Speedo. Yes. Well, yeah, he also is the MVP because he wears a Speedo. But yeah, I mean, what you I, said I earlier really made think me think of um, Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm disinclined oh. to acquiesce to your request. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah. Xander, sure. Yeah. Well, I, I personally like, I'm pretty strong on the side of Xander. So. I, yeah. I mean, I think it's fair. Mm-hmm. Xander wins the turd episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it sucks. It sucks that Xander's like best episode is also one of the worst episodes and, of the season. Well, like, and is it, does it just shine by, does he just shine by comparison because the other men in the episode are so awful? I don't think so. I think he's generally like very heroic. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't do anything he really, really tries shitty to help, and he's not even like weirdly obsessed with Buffy. He's or not anything. being like a complete asshole. <laughs> what a we hero! Have such a low bar for Xander. Anyway, but uh, no, I don't know how you could give it to anybody else. Honestly. I don't think it's even just the low bar. I think he's genuinely heroic and pretty good. At, he's funny. He's hot. Like, and technically, nobody even really wins this episode. Yeah, like they don't really solve the problem themselves. They, they don't they, really solve they, the problem. The all they kids do is, are still fish. They figure out what's happening and they cure the other kids before they can become fish, and that's it. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Xander. Yeah, Z- I th- oh, I just want to make it clear that I think Xander deserves it. Sure, Kyle is Roxy Andrews. He's here to make it clear. Yes. All right, it's time for a brief queer analysis of the episode. Zach, what's your queer analysis of Go Fish? I literally wrote down IDK. What's gay about this? Yeah. <laughs> but I did wrote. I did. I did wrote. I did write. <laughs> um, I think the thing that I really cling to in this episode is the way that athletes are favored in society, kind of compared mm-hmm. to the more marginalized kids. Which is, you know, does compare a lot to the way like, well, first of all, the way athletes are just favored over kids in In general. general. Uh, But, you know, especially like, you know, who tends to not be, not that there aren't gay athletes, that happens, Mm -hmm. but like, who tends to be the the non-athletes? It's the gay theater kids and the gay band kids, right? Who tends to be the bullies of the gay kids? The athletes. Yes. So like, and again... Not that there aren't gay athletes. And Those not exist. There aren't, that there aren't good, like, nice athletes. But, yeah, I, it just it just triggered me based on my experiences. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, like, where, particularly in high school, uh, I had this friend who is, um, you know, identifies as a heterosexual and is, but was effeminate. Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember, like, the, the jock kids being assholes to him and, like, calling him gay and talking about how he was gay and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ironically, you know, he's not, (laughs) I am. But like, I don't know. I just remember feeling really hurt by that because it was like, I am gay. And like, you're using this to make fun of him Mm -hmm. and be a shit. And so, yeah, that was this, this episode, (laughs) if you couldn't tell from the way I talked about it, brought out a lot of, uh, Oh yes. From my past, from both being a student and a teacher that oh, yeah. were really traumatizing mm-hmm. for me. I just want to quickly mention, like, Buffy gets, like, this short thing of, like, being blamed for her dress mm-hmm. uh, as the reason she is sexually assaulted by her peer. And I just want to mention, like, that I don't know if this is a queer theme, but, mm. like, 
gay men dress slutty as shit all the fucking time. And, you know, gay men, of course, like every person of any kind of denomination can be sexually assaulted, but not at the same rate as women do. Well, I mean, okay. And yeah. And in that vein, are gay men targeted because of the way they dress? Absolutely. But for women of who are in the queer community, mm-hmm. you know, that theme of being like attacked based on how you dress, based on just existing in a woman's body. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's going to, it must resonate so powerfully. I mean, I can only speak theoretically, but I would, you know, I would think that that is a pretty big deal. And like for people who present, you know, as women. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, and so I just wanted to, like, use that sort of thing, like, bringing in a little bit of the specifically gay male queer experience to sort of contrast with this thing that women face so, like, disproportionately. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, like, I mean, sure, like, people might use that as as an excuse as to why a gay man experiences something like that. Mm -hmm. But absolutely not as much and you know many gay men are just like woo yeah you fucking go you wear that shit that's awesome like and then like women have to constantly be worried about whether they're going to be blamed if something happens if they wear mm-hmm. this kind of thing so you know just kind of using or like is it safe to wear this yeah exactly and it's not so that's not a queer theme but that's a way that we can use like the experience of being a gay cis white male to mm-hmm. highlight how misogynistic our cult- culture is and the awful rape culture that oh, exists oh yeah Oh my god! And don't even get me started on fucking dress codes. Like, I just as a teacher, which is very funny, especially considering that Buffy is to dress code in this episode. Right? When she when her outfit is criticized. I, as a teacher, just point blank refused to ever do dress code on girls. Me too. Because first of all, it's horseshit, and second of all, like, it was just never enforced on boys. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Like, boys would be, like, and and because, like, boys would be walking up and down the halls with, like, you know, shirts with, you know, things they weren't supposed to have on, like, alcohol logos, which was not allowed at our school, mm-hmm. or cigarettes. In or... my school, I remember vividly one day there was a boy uh, who was wearing this hoodie. I, there's a specific word for this kind of artwork, like on a piece of clothing, I think, mm-hmm. but it was a, a woman in an anime style drawing with semen on her face. And there were like female mm. students complaining about it. They were like, well, that person didn't get dress coded. And I was like, yeah, it's yeah. fucking crazy. That's wild. Yeah, exactly. But it just doesn't get noticed because they're not watching. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Where like, like they will have, I've seen this over and over again, like girls would get pulled into the office and like be having their clothes like measured because people are like, I don't think that's the right length. And it's like, Mm. who cares? (laughs) I mean, like, I mean, to me, I was just kind of like, if I can't see your genitalia, I just don't care. Exactly. Like, I, it was just wild to me how how much it was done against girls. So the queer and theme of this episode is that uh, we, as cis gay men, have so much more privilege in many ways yeah. than 
women of any kind. Yeah. And uh, there you go. Uh, go go out and fucking break a swimmer's nose when he tell asks you if you're wearing a bra. Right. Kyle endorses the violence. I do. Fuck them. <laughs> mm. I mean, but yes, so. <laughs> I was just trying to think of something to say after that. I got nothing. Don't, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You exactly. agree with me because I'm right. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I definitely agree with the uh, sentiment for sure. I mean, in ugh, there's just, there there are things in this episode that it like touches on. Again, we've already said this, but just like I just wish that they had delved into more of the issue. It's like they touch. It's like see, we mentioned it, mm-hmm. but they didn't say anything. And maybe maybe there's a little bit to say in like oh, introducing it into like popular entertainment media, whatever. I mean, obviously they showed like you know uh, what's his name, Cameron, yeah, and like him and the coach objectifying Buffy, and like they obviously That's made very it clear, like, clearly a bad thing. These are assholes. Fuck them. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I just don't like this episode. <laughs> yes. Let's wrap it up. So, Kyle, what was the gayest moment of the episode? The gayest moment of the episode was Cordelia giving a speech to a fish. <laughs> uh, shit. And that's it. <laughs> that's the gayest. Uh, I mean, can, do you think? Can you think of anything that can rival that? Xander walking around in a speedo. Uh, yeah, I did think about doing the steam room, but. Cordelia is just so iconic to me that, like, I... I it, you have bias, it, it and I, I'm okay with it. It usurped the many hot 30-year-old guys playing teenagers in a steam room. It usurped that role. I slurped that role. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was making an office reference, but yeah. <laughs> All right, Zach, do you want to tell everyone they, where they can find, a, yes. find us? Um, if you still want to listen after this, <laughs> you can find us. Uh, on uh, anywhere where you podcast, you can uh, support us by leaving a five-star rating and review on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and we will read uh, the uh, reviews that you write on the show. Yes. Uh, We love reading those. And you can also um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Buffy Gays Pod. Please go follow us there. Yes, I've had many comments on a recent TikTok about uh, shipping wars. Well, and some of like the the responses to things, like when people like message in about like their takes on things, that uh-huh. is one of my favorite things to hear. Like, I just love like getting a different perspective, or somebody's yeah. like, "Well, actually, it's more like this and that." Like for some of those things, I'm like, "Whoa!" I agree. It blew my mind when Katie was like, uh, "Buffy just asked Willow Willow for her help." getting to class because she misses class all the time. <laughs> Doesn't know where they are. <laughs> uh, you yeah. can also reach out to us through our email at buffygaze at gmail.com or leave us a voice or text message at anchor.fm slash buffygaze. Please share with your friends as well. We'd love to grow our audience. This has been the 20th episode of season two of Buffy the Vampire mm. Slayer. Join us next week for our discussion of becoming part one. Uh, Till next time, I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. And we are your Buffy. Happy slaying. Uh. Goodbye. Fuck the dolphins. I want a Nishwa salad. Fuck the dolphins. (laughs)